0: From the uh, Brooklyn Paper building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn America's downtown this is Brooklyn Paper Radio I'm your host Vince DiMicelli, editor-in-chief of the Brooklyn paper We're back we, we're back Tony it's been it's been a while
1: It's been a few weeks and what, what happened? I, I honestly can't even tell you I, the last time I the last thing I remember was closing out a show uh, with Zellner Myrie that I wasn't even here for mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next thing you know, we're here several weeks later.
0: But we have a great show. With
1: an even better show. This
0: is a much better show. So
1: uh, so good. People were already calling before we went live. Right,
0: before we went live, people were calling. People are listening out there. They're waiting to hear. What are they waiting to hear? They're, They're waiting to hear from the Brooklyn Heights Association's uh, what would we say? What, what's a we use bigwigs a lot? What's a, what's a, what's a term that we could use? The leaders, the brain trust. The brain trust. The brain trust. Because on the show today is Martha Bakos Dietz. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Close. <laughs> Bakos. Bakos. See, I even I can't
1: spell it right, but I can say. I it asked right. her
0: before the show no. how to pronounce it, and then I just write out in one ear, out the other. I think like baklava. I guess you Bacos.
2: could. It's a Greek name. There you
0: go. And you can use that, and of course Peter Bray, who is the executive executive director, executive director, and Martha, of course, the president. And we're going to get to them in a minute to talk about all the stuff that's going on in Brooklyn Heights, including, and most importantly, the uh, the the temporary death of the uh, Brooklyn Heights Promenade. That that apparently the mayor is is all for.
1: He's in favor of ripping it out uh, to. Replace it with a six-lane highway for several years, while they fix this crumbling triple cantilever that you toured.
0: One I did. month ago, I got inside it. I was inside the triple cantilever, and it was really quite amazing. It's quite a, quite an amazing structure. What's in there? You know, there's a building inside there. No. If you ever go down uh, Jeralman Street, mm-hmm. you walk down to the end of Jeralman Street, and there's old uh, water pumping station. And when they built the uh, when they built the the triple cantilever. Instead of knocking that a portion of that building down, they just built over it, and it's still huh. like when you go inside, you could see in there. And uh, what
1: do they use it for now? Anything? Nothing.
0: It's just an abandoned building inside the triple cantilever. It's the ghost building inside the cantilever. Our friends at Brownstoner should, should do something on that.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. I love right? chasing ghosts, and it's Halloween, so what a better time? It Almost is, Halloween. It is,
0: it is October. But what have you been up to? Everything okay?
1: Things are good. Yeah, I was. I know you, you, know, you were sick. I was sick. I'm better. You know. Like being better more than being sick, um, and you know it's never it's never been a dull moment here. I mean, you've been in and out of this borough and Queens studying what our new sister publications do over there. Yeah, that's right.
0: We have new ownership here. We have Schneps Communications, our new owners,
1: which which you know we've been settling in under the new regime, and things have been moving full steam ahead. It's we a had a great pink week last week.
0: We had the pink papers for um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month.:
1: Yes, our favorite time around here.
0: Well, it's it's a very big issue, and people love to get involved with stuff like that.
1: And you know, if you haven't picked one up, they're collector's edition. You can't they're, miss them. They're, they're pink. literally
0: pink papers. They're they're out there.
1: So um, head out to a street corner <laughs> before they go, because <laughs> once they're gone, <laughs> they're they're rare. They're gone. Are, they're gone forever.
0: If they're not I still already have, gone, I still have last year's issue. I have it. I keep it. Yeah, I it. keep it in a stack. It, and you and know the, which one it is. The original. Yeah, it sticks out. <laughs> it's like when. I remember when I used to, you know, you get the, the, the yellow pages. They were in yellow. Yeah, totally. They were totally yellow. It's kind of like that. It's only the new yellow pages. Or something pink
1: like pages. that. I don't know. Well, but it's been busy. But I'm excited to be back with this topic today and with our guests because, you know, as you've seen on the site on, and in the papers, every week we've sort of stayed on this issue since the city announced its two plans for repairing the triple canal. Oh, it's labor. one plan.
0: Well, now it's looking like one, but it did announce two. well, there were two there were two options. yeah, two options were announced, but so let's let's go over that. Why don't you break it down for a stone and then we'll get to our guests and And I'm gonna give our guests the ability
1: to jump in and correct me if if my breakdown uh, goes astray. Uh, option one, which is the one that we'll probably be talking about a lot more, would essentially require replacing the promenade with a highway that would run it i level of many apartments in the building um for traffic on the expressway so that the triple cantilever can be repaired all at once you know some including the mayor have called it the band-aid approach because he claims you know just like a kid with a band-aid you have to rip the promenade up or off right and you know put the highway in, down in this in case the
0: band-aid it. is the promenade
1: the band-aid is the promenade okay that's what's being ripped an ancient off. ancient band-aid yeah. um that that job, you know, they're claiming it will take sh- quicker, less time than option two, which is to repair the cantilever lane by lane. Old school. oh, The traditional is what I think they've been calling it approach. Mm-hmm. Um, that they say will take much longer, would not require destroying the promenade, would still require closing it for a few years. Um... And I think, based on the last calculations, would cost slightly more. I mean, both options have ballooned to more than three billion dollars. Before that, they were tossing around a figure of 1.9. So this job has already almost doubled in cost, and they haven't even started. And they haven't even, yeah. um,
0: so. so it's a billion. Do- it's a multi-billion-dollar repair that is basically going to go. I'm not gonna say it goes through the heart of Brooklyn Heights, but it's going to end up sending traffic most likely through, you know, what makes the heights the heights, which is the promenade, which is up there high.
1: And, and you know, rattling by uh, what one uh, frequent reader and commenter just reminded us are some historic buildings. You know, it's a historic, the, much of the neighborhood is a historic it's, district. It's the
0: original historic district. The, yeah, you, America's you first
1: out. suburb. There you go. Um, so either way, it's not pleasant. And the city has acknowledged that, you know, the mayor said both options are painful. Um, you know but but our friends who are in studio with us mm-hmm. I think you know it could be argued reasonably believe there, is, there are other ways to do this wait a the second two.
0: are we going to talk about other options here is I, that is that what the Brooklyn Heights Association is here to discuss I
1: think yeah I mean they've already put it out there that you know this isn't a two option no more situation there mm-hmm. are others that you know I think th- and following the mayor's Endorsement of the promenade destruction option, you know, I think they feel the city is more or less ignoring at this point, you know, and pushing that as the viable alternative. All right, so let's turn it over. But I don't want to put words let's in there. Now. It, let's
0: turn it over to our guests. Let's see what they have to say. So I want to welcome Martha Bacos Dietz. Did I get it right that time? No, I'm still screwing it up. And you would think, you <laughs> it's know okay. what?
2: I, I really don't mind. That's okay, fine. I'm that's just going to say that's we're going to give it what we're here to talk about. Martha, so, no and, Peter,
0: Martha and Peter are going to tell us. What uh, what the Brooklyn Heights Association is is thinking about this project and and what we're going to be doing moving forward. So welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, what 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 are your ideas here?
2: Uh, well, it's it's certainly not our ideas, but there sure. <clears throat> there are other people in the community who have um, looked at another option, which also involves the construction. And Peter, please chime in anytime you like here, um, which also involves the construction of a temporary roadway but doing it further west so that it's not right up against the historic district and the historic buildings, which, as you've pointed out, are a couple of centuries old, or almost a couple of centuries old, most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, this roadway would not cause traffic to ride by people's bedroom and living room windows. Because the Brooklyn Heights
0: Promenade, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. I've been there a few times. I used to go to Ladson and Hennings, maybe get a sandwich. Walk out to your the favorite. promenade.
1: I can't remember your favorite order there, but I oh, know. it's the L H Express. Yeah,
0: <laughs> L H Express. LH. Express. <laughs> That's the roast beef with the bacon and the uh, and the. I think it's Russian dressing. I'm not sure. It might be. I think it's Russian. It's fantastic. I used to get it when Maybe. I was in my younger days. I would get it as a hero. I'd up, I'd up the ante yeah. and get it as a hero. But uh, recently, cutting down. I cut back to just the the, the normal on a roll which is which is the way to go and I'd get it with one of those seltzer waters that you can get there in the bottles oh, those nice. those fancy seltzer waters but <laughs> look we're getting a call and we and they Martha and Peter haven't even gotten into the their <laughs> I, uh, yeah let's let's take the call let's just see what see what they say and they're they're gone <laughs> <laughs> I tell if I you take it we mean drop it telephone so you'd go <laughs> out to the promenade and you'd have um and you'd <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting calls, I'm getting text messages. Can, can I, can I, I g- just
2: say one thing? that uh, Polly Trottenberg, the um, Department of Transportation Commissioner, herself said mm-hmm. at the public information session that they had considered a lot of other options.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and but- so we would like to know, for one thing, what, what those were, uh, why they were rejected, and have them look at doing this alternative roadway that takes um, t- would take the traffic further west and away from... A historic right. district and a residential district. But I want
0: to point out something. You keep saying further west, which of course means closer to what we call around here the East River, which should probably not that f- far. Not that far, but it's going to go. There's something that's kind of in the way, uh, and that thing that's in the way is. Let's hold off on the calls because let's get through this. So, callers, if you're calling, just give us ten minutes, and then we'll open up the phones. Um, it can, it's it's going to go over Brooklyn Bridge Park. Is is what we're talking about.
2: Well, the <clears throat> excuse me, the plan that um, we, we've been looking at that has been presented to us uh, does not require repaving Brooklyn Bridge Park. It doesn't take the roadway over the main section of the park, all the walkways and bike paths. Mm-hmm. It would um, take it over the berm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you're it talking about the, the, the there's the berm a berm beam. that was
0: built. It was basically a, a sound Yeah, attenuator it was or to or a muffle sa- the sound
1: yeah. of, of the expressway. That's a built. that
0: would. every once in a while there are goats on and they're eating the weeds and stuff like that. And there is some area above Furman Street and uh, there is some parking along that area, like uh, just past the berm. But I think the issue is there's also some condos and some hotel, or at least a hotel that, that's that's also in the way. Is it is it possible? Have you guys seen anything that shows a way to align that road uh, in a way that's not going to go through those houses? Or um, <coughs> is it a case of it's those, those apartments versus the apartments up on, on Brooklyn Heights? Peter?
3: Uh, Vince, I think you're, you're pointing out a, a really important um, um, feature of this project is that the cantilever threads through a very, very narrow uh, corridor uh, through the heights. Um, uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park is certainly um, one of the factors that um, uh, any d- any approach for rebuilding the cantilever has to take into account. Uh, the um, construction of the pier house and hotel one, which is unfortunate that that was allowed to take place. We'll get back to that in a minute. Further, but okay. further limits options, but on the Southern end, uh, just north of Atlantic Avenue, you have uh, 360 Furman, which is a structure that's been there for many, many deca- decades. And within the last, uh, I suppose, 15 years or so, was converted from being a uh, watchtower property to yeah, I figured, a, I think it was a residential plant. I think structure. I think so, yeah. you know, we're looking at how do you... Try to thread through a structure through that area that accomplishes a number of different objectives. The I think there are two central objectives. One is minimizing harm to the Brooklyn Heights community. Um, putting a six-lane structure that is uh, literally inches or feet away from where uh, people's uh, Uh, windows are, is something that...
0: That was was the point I was trying to make before. When I would go out and have the sandwiches out on the promenade, you know, there is park... It's still park area between the promenade and those houses. Those aren't necessarily backyards, is that correct? Or it's some backyards, but I'm, I'm guessing the promenade park area actually goes even closer to those houses than you might think Yes, and, and that's and where the cars are going to be running through. That's correct. They would
2: take those those trees down that are part of the promenade, right. not the gardens. Mm-hmm. But there are some apartment buildings that would be right up against uh, the the new the proposed uh, where the temporary highway, highway without the buffer. Right. right. And, the, and uh, where he, we're
3: talking about the pier house structure, w- Hotel One, because of the um, uh, the intrusion of those buildings into this area, under the so-called innovative approach to six-lane highway would have to be pushed very close to uh, buildings that are in the northern section of the heights Mm -hmm. and uh, literally be something that somebody could, you know, reach out of their window and practically (laughs) touch the highway.
1: Open up a new drive through restaurant. Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. The Uh, ironic uh, thing about this is the, the whole cantilever was 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 put together basically to save the heights from the traffic running right through because when Robert Moses wanted right. to do this initially, I think the plans were to just go right through the heights, which I think he, he considered a slum.
2: Right up Hicks Street. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so uh, but
3: it, w- it would have been the shortest distance between kind of the, um, the Red Hook waterfront mm-hmm. Columbia uh, Street and uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So it would have plowed right through the center of the heights in order to um, make a more direct connection. Yep. The neighborhood fought it at that time, and uh, there are a lot of people that are saying that this is c- the new Robert Moses plan, that if this innovative uh, structure is built, that it would accomplish what Moses did accomplish back in the 1940s when the Triple Cantilever was built.
0: Well, let me ask you, is there fear? I mean, you guys have the pulse of what's going on in Brooklyn Heights, I'm, I'm guessing. Is there fear that they're they're going to start this project... And then maybe I don't know, run out of money, and then just leave that highway right there. Have has have people are people worried about that?
2: Lots of people are definitely worried about that. We've heard a lot about uh, the six road, the six lane highway being left up as a permanent mm-hmm. um, new BQ. So that's
0: like worst case scenario, right? <laughs> that is that is the
2: fear of, of many people. Uh, the DOT has told us we needn't worry about that sort of eventuality because the contract that would be uh, let out would provide that the contractor has to dismantle the six-lane highway and restore the promenade according to the, the whatever the design specifications are going to be. Mm-hmm.
3: And, I, in fact, under that um, innovative approach, um, the six lane structure would be recycled at least in part to become part of the new promenade. So I think that this is one of the things that the DOT engineers think is a really nifty idea that you can divert the traffic off the eastbound and westbound roadways onto this new structure and then when the those lanes are are rebuilt and reopen a traffic that You've already invested a lot of money in a structure that can now be uh, made part of the new Promenade,
1: kind of like the High Line over in Chelsea, except right with a well, much more recently can, built highway. But you can make on. the
0: argument that you could just do do you know build the highway uh, over the over the Brooklyn Bridge Park and then leave that there and make it for uh, like a like a big bike lane. As a matter totally. of
3: f- matter of fact, I mean that's something that in thinking about other options and you know Martha pointed out that we're looking very specifically about an option that would um, alleviate the worst impacts of this innovative approach by pushing the temporary structure a little further west Um, is that um, you know it's it's all this is very conceptual at this point but with creative minds part of that structure could be left behind as being A new high line as being a uh, structure that could be adaptive uh, adapted in in some ways for other purposes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know I I think um, you know you you had mentioned that the berm was there for uh, sound attenuation Um, no matter how the highway gets reconstructed it's me inconceivable that DOT is not going to look at incorporating sound attenuation features into the rebuilt highway in some fashion. Uh, in, in that sense, it, it really makes the berms into a, uh, a redundant right. or a obsolete feature. So, uh, you know, we know that there was quite a bit of money spent on creating these berms, but uh, if they've served the purpose up till now, you have to question whether uh, we still need those berms in place. They take up a lot of land and we know that land is in short supply, open space is in short supply, uh, perhaps there's a much better use for that land uh, in bringing it back to some sort of recreational use. And, uh, and so sacrificing it for a short period of time in order to allow for the reconstruction of the triple cantilever um, is is something that, that definitely should be seriously looked at by DOT.
1: Another, uh, you know, Vince mentioned the fear of, of the city running out of money during this job. But another thing, you know, uh, wondering if you guys have heard is, are, are people worried the city's going to, you know, pull the eminent domain card at some point along this job? and you know, argue it needs to seize some of these buildings that the highway would, uh, you know, allegedly brush upright right against in order to make sure, you know, they can do the job.
2: Uh, Polly, in her presentation, Polly Trottenberg, the DOT commissioner in her presentation, uh, mentioned the fact that at the north end of the Heights, where the Columbia Heights Bridge, where, where Columbia Heights, the street itself goes over the promenade, mm-hmm. that there, there might have to be um, people relocated from
3: um, there. So it's out there yeah my, my understanding is is that if that was necessary we're talking about a temporary relocation yes and not a yes. taking a property got it um, but you know I, I think that there's always going to be that concern about whether there's going to be buildings that are going to be so permanently impacted that the city would have to um, utilize eminent domain um, my guess is is that that's kind of a absolutely last resort for the city, that the city does not want to get into uh, using eminent domain on this project. And
1: so, you know, Polly has come out and said, you know, and I think at at the most recent town hall she said they will review all options. I think following that she's come out more specifically and said they will return and re-examine the park option, you know, to put a, Mm -hmm. a, a roadway over the berms. But then the mayor comes out on Friday and says what he says, you know, the Band-Aid approach, this is the way to go. So tell us, you know, in the days since, what have you heard from DOT? Are they trying to walk that back? Are they assuring you that they're still looking at the park as an option? Do you think that it's all sort of just, you know, they're saying that to, to appease you guys, but you don't really think that they're... Following through.
2: Did you hear back from DOT about meeting with us? Because they did say they would meet with us again following that information session.
3: We're working on getting a meeting uh, with DOT um, so that we can make a presentation again at this kind of more conceptual level of of this option that puts the structure where the berms are now. um, I don't know what internal discussions have taken place between course. the agency and the mayor. Um, I, you know, We use the term that the community was blindsided by the mayor in his public comments. I think it was um, extraordinarily um, unfortunate and inappropriate of him to comment at a point at which DOT has told the community that this is part of a lengthier community engagement process that the meeting that took place here a couple of weeks ago was um, fairly early part of that community engagement process and as you mentioned that they would be looking at other options that they heard the community so I think for the mayor to come out and say I'm in favor of the innovative approach was extraordinarily unhelpful and uh, we asked the community to let the mayor know that this was totally inappropriate, <laughs> and I've been flooded with emails today where I've been copied on um, responses yeah, lots that of have people been are sent to the mayor's to office, yes. saying, you know, this was, this, was not, this was not helpful to the process. Uh, you know, we're, we're vehemently opposed to the innovative approach.
0: Well, you know, the mayor, I guess the mayor has a... He's got a right to his opinion, I guess. But it, it's just interesting to me that, you know, Robert Moses had an opinion too. And <laughs> eventually that, that was changed, and something very unique did come out resulted, of it. yeah. And I think what's going to happen, you know, what needs to happen here, uh, or, you know, if if this is going to change... Well, what they're planning is, in fact, unique, but definitely bothersome. But to, to go a different route is also going to have to be an extremely... Uh, to you know, require some thought yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah neat way and to do things mean, thinking and just and looking at that card or driving through it now with the Brooklyn Bridge coming in you know at the far end there and it's I don't know how the, the even just talking about bringing all the cars up to the promenade level to me seems like crazy but you know I've driven on the FDR drive where all of a sudden, you know, you're driving near the UN, and all of a sudden you were out over the water, <laughs> and then you were back on the highway. If so,
3: if only that, that were a, a, an um, option, a better an easy option, option mm-hmm. an easy option for us, I'm sure that, uh, that uh, both the city and the community would uh, eagerly embrace that. Holly
2: uh, Trottenberg did say they looked at pontoons in the water. For, oh, for wow. a temporary roadway,
0: pontoons.
2: That's what she said.
1: Well, a fellow uh, proposed a pontoon bridge during uh, the apocalypse. I don't know that that got very far.
0: I you know <laughs> I don't think we look enough at catapults. <laughs> I think you can catapult <laughs> people and cars. That would certainly
1: get a lot of people off the road. <laughs> I think far the distances. Option.
0: The the catapult option is not looked at uh, enough, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, it's uh, the, but it brings us back to, um, I mean, the big question, the elephant in the room here is why, well, cool. you know. We're the Brooklyn paper. You're the Brooklyn Heights Association. We've known about this for a long time. We've known that the triple cantilever had to be replaced. Our logo in the paper for fixing the BQE was probably created 12 15, uh, 12 years ago at least wow. you know it's it's that old. Um, or at least ten years ago, and um, all right, five years ago. Well, Let's
1: the state well, first the s- came out what in two thousand and eight, and
2: suggested two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Yeah, and then the state they dropped on it. planning it, and then just dropped it.
0: The state said it wasn't going to do it because it wasn't its. Res- it found out somehow that it wasn't its responsibility, because now the city is paying for it, not the state. That's correct. correct. Yeah, I don't know how that all came about, but a,
3: that's right. That the state is is um is responsible for the highway, but they based on uh, some technicality, um, uh, threw up its hands and said, you know, we're not going to um, take take on this segment of the BQE. Uh, they've been p- putting in um, hundreds of millions, if not in excess of a billion dollars, uh, rebuilding or building new Kosciuszko bridges. Two of them. So and you know, I'm glad that you pronou- hasn't been a city response. I'm glad you
0: pronounced it that way because that's <laughs> the way I pronounce it, Kosciusko, <laughs> which goes back to the traffic reports when I was growing up. But yeah, they, a lot of people say kosciuska. Koskiuska. But I like Kosciusko. That's the way I that's the way I roll. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's very weird. And you know, at the time I think the state um, originally, Brooklyn Bridge Park was kind of a state project, and then mm-hmm. eventually it became kind of a city project. So there's and all the this. The state
3: still owns d- the land. Yes. Yeah, that the state. That the this park is on. Right.
0: The state owned the land. It was originally Port Authority land. So uh, it's, um, it's interesting that the state decided to move forward with the park and not move forward with fixing the highway before they built the That's park. That's very
2: interesting. Yes. So yeah. So, exactly. Do
0: you guys have you guys uh, thought about that or. Uh, has it come up? And like, why didn't we, you know, together as a team, you know, th- push for this? I mean, we certainly pushed for it, but how come we, this didn't get done ten years ago?
3: I think that, you know, I think we've we've identified one of the issues, uh, whatever the factors were, and I think that the um, the big recession back in two thousand eight had to be a factor in that where the where the state was saying this is going to be a very costly project if we can wheedle our way out of it and make it a city responsibility Uh, we all um know full well that there's a great deal of of um of um uh, kind of um, conflict bad feelings between the governor and the mayor Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know. I, I you know. Although it, to be fair, yeah. they came and went before. Yeah, DeGlasio this is. This is was yeah, elected. this is. I, I yes. think this.
0: I think That's this. True. I think they're. They're like somebody made this decision, uh, and if it was, if it was, um, uh, man, let's. See, we got to go back to how long ago? If it was Pataki. I'm trying to think how many. How many governors? Governors of. Well, know, Cuomo would be
3: starting his third term.
0: Cuomo's how many years <laughs> now?
3: Quite a th- you mean eight. The original because Cuomo? between.
0: Between Pataki, uh, no, no, we're not gonna go back uh, that far. <laughs> Between Pataki and and Cuomo, we had we had um, Spitzer, David, uh, Spitzer. Spitzer. Uh, Spitzer for a little, little Patterson. while, Patterson. David Patterson, for a little while, and then Cuomo, right?
1: Yeah, Cuomo, Cuomo succeeded both of. All
0: right, so like somebody had to know, like they had to know that, you know, we got to fix the highway. We got somebody in government must have said, "Which one are we gonna do?" And somebody said, "You know what? We're gonna do the park. I Why?" Like
3: I think you're pointing out an issue that is far broader. I think this is only symptomatic of the fact that um, at all levels of government that this type of planning and this type of coordination is not uh, done very well, Mm -hmm. uh, that we've seen that in a lot of the other issues that the Brooklyn Heights Association is grappling with. You know, as we look out the windows of the studio, we see a lot of high-rise construction here that uh, a dozen years ago, the city um, engineered the uh, downtown Brooklyn special zoning district Mm -hmm. and said, this is great. We're going to create a a fabulous third commercial center for New York City. Um, It didn't take long for developers to eye the market here and say, we're not going to build commercial office buildings, we're gonna build housing. Mm -hmm. And within the next 10 years, uh, we've seen um, at least 10,000 units of housing built here. Mm -hmm. There are more in the pipeline. The city made no provisions for the infrastructure needed to support having this whole new neighborhood uh, right outside um, uh, your window, right outside our doors. Mm And uh, so, you know, in in recent months, the BHA has been very involved in working with some of our neighbor neighborhood associations sure. on the 80 Flatbush Avenue project. Of course, yeah. Which uh, was a way of trying to very belatedly respond to this lack of foresight, lack of planning by, you know, giving a tremendous amount of density to the developer to put new schools at the base.
1: Yeah, well... Which ultimately made it through.
3: It made in, it through in you a, you know, a, a sh- kind of shrunken shrunk right, shrunk right, version. Right, Somewhat right, a yes. shrunken version, that's correct. I, I think
0: the, the point, uh, you know, we live in a democratic society, a democratic uh, republic, as it were, and, you know, people in office come and go. But you know who sticks around? We do. The citizens. You know, well, the citizens and the institutions like the Brooklyn Heights Association, right. like the Brooklyn Paper, right. that are here and advocating for people. And I know. You know, we have advocated for this for for a long time, and I'm not going to come out and say we had run it, we ran an editorial in 2007 that said you need to not build Brooklyn Bridge Park and build and fix the BQE before you do that. But I there mean, were, there
2: I, were lots of voices that did say that. But
0: I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there were, and those voices need to be heard, and those are the voices that need to you know get to the decision makers in in Albany and and you know, and in the right. city and and heard in, and in the federal to. government yeah. and, and make sure that we're we're doing the right thing. It's it's mind-boggling to me when you see guys like Chris Christie, you know, put an end to the to the uh, the, gateway the Gateway Tunnel, tunnel in right. in Manhattan, you know, between New Jersey and Manhattan. It's like it's it's so there's so little foresight put into that, and it, like something like that should be a no-brainer. Something like this should have been a no-brainer, and you know, and we're the ones that have to sound the alarm when it comes to this stuff. You know, I just think it's 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 you know, when we watched. um the buildings go up at uh, uh, at the foot of Atlantic Avenue Pier 6 Pier 6 yeah. when we watched the Pier 6 buildings go up even before the judge had ruled on anything like you knew that this was you know this was going to happen there was yeah, no way are, that yeah. judge was going to come back and say and you know we've tried to call the judge on numerous occasions to get the judge on the record to mm-hmm. talk about how that decision was made we never get a phone call back and i think that's a travesty that we can't find out what the thinking is behind all this stuff but you know,
1: it makes you wonder if there is,
0: you no. Know, so I think what it comes down behind. to is, are there? There's so many special interests involved when it comes to Brooklyn Bridge Park that you guys in Brooklyn Heights don't stand a chance in this uh, in this uh, battle here. What well, do you think?
3: Uh, well, Martha, go ahead.
2: I, I I wouldn't give up the fight and acknowledge that now and concede that now. I think there's um, there are a lot of voices to be heard. We're mobilizing. The neighborhoods mobilizing. There's another organization that we're coordinating with, Save the Promenade, um, and I think we're going to be heard. Our elected officials are very sympathetic.
1: If Councilman Levin, uh, you know, he certainly publicly is. We, has said, we have a
2: meeting with him on Thursday. Um, we
0: got to get him back on the show. Yeah, yeah.
1: In, in studio.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But he's, you know, at the town hall. He, he, I, you know. I recall us quoting him, you know, talking about looking at the berms and, right. you know, and not taking that op- option off the table. So it does sound like he's. Right. You we're going to talk.
2: We're going to ta- talk to Senator Kavanaugh, um, possibly Representative uh, Velasquez about mm-hmm. tolling of Verrazano Bridge at least temporarily, or at least for trucks. I think the city needs to look at other. Um, solutions besides just building the roadway, there have to be traffic, uh, transportation solutions mm-hmm. as well.
0: What is th- is the is this option? Does this d- option even exist? Just close the road, close the road, and get it done in two years? Because you could. I always made this argument about the Gowanus Expressway. When they were trying to redo the Gowanus Expressway, they basically did it one lane at a time, and it took for it took you know six or seven years, if not more, to get it done. You know the traffic on the Gowanus Expressway is, is a nightmare, no matter what. What? How bad would it have been to just literally shut the roadway down, close it, rip the thing down, put up a new one, and you can get that done in two years, working working day and night? And now you have a you have a brand new roadway that's going to last a hundred years. Is that something that you guys have have th- thought about?
2: Uh, we we haven't specifically thought of that uh, just yet, but I think uh, I everyone think that's seems. What happened in San Francisco, right when the well, their but, highway well, collapsed. collapsed. No, but they had no choice, obviously, right. because of, it was a horrible situation. Yeah. But the traffic seemed to find its way around. Right. People, sure. It's like water managed, finding cracks. Why I, is I, it? I don't think that's an outlandish. Yeah.
0: Why is it? We we say, oh, we have to get these cars through. We have to get these trucks through. Now, granted, if you close it, the you know people are going to say, oh, it's all going to go through Brooklyn Heights. It's going to go through this. Going to. I mean, I'm guessing it's just going to be avoided. <laughs> You know, there's just going to be a lot less traffic.
1: And they're you know? already proposing an option to close it, you know, lane by lane. So why not? Why Why isn't the Band-Aid approach, to your point, to just close the whole thing and fix it quickly?
0: Man, get it because done. Because
1: the lane by lane option they're suggesting seems to be infeasible in and of itself, because I think there's an argument to be made that, you know, parts of the road won't be fixed By 2026, when they say it's going to collapse under the trucks that travel it every day, anyway. So, you know, why would they even suggest an option that would leave that hanging?
0: I come from Staten Island every day. You know that, right? I hate to admit it. You do. I do. I saw you
1: cringe when Martha said tolling the (laughs) Verazano, but you don't drive a truck every day. I said for trucks. Yeah, he doesn't. No, listen to
0: me. They should toll. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. They should toll the Verazano as a Staten Islander. They should toll the Verazano both ways. You know, I still get my discount. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but they should toll it both ways, and they should stop all those cars from Jersey uh, going through there. You know, it's it's crazy. I'm the one who sits in the traffic. I see the plates. Mm-hmm. You know, those are people come from Jersey. But sometimes in the morning, my Waze app tells me to go through Bayonne. Drive mm-hmm. through Bayonne and then go through the tunnel and do all that. If it's really bad on the, I've never done it, so um, come
1: through Manhattan,
0: basically come through Manhattan wow. to get to Brooklyn, and that that's what would you know that's what would happen. I mean,
2: well, there is a fair amount of traffic. I I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe Peter knows this. Um, that comes onto the BQE that is not doesn't isn't it's not coming here. It's not coming local. to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's, not right. it's not local. Right. They could go through Manhattan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. You know,
3: it's it is part of the whole regional interstate highway network. So. Yep. There's a split between those vehicles that have destinations within the five boroughs, and my understanding is that's, that's a significant percentage. I, I but think there are others that are depending upon this to make connections through the Bronx to, to New England and New York. What if they did,
0: the, the issue is, now that I'm thinking about it, because I see, I got this whole map in my head. You know, this, the South, um, I guess the Southeast Pass through Manhattan, is over... If you're coming from the north and you want to go... The Southeast Passage is basically... You're going to go over... You're going to come through the Bronx over, the, over one of the bridges there, and then you're going to end up on, like, the, the Belt Parkway. You know, the, the Van Wick Expressway to the Belt Parkway, and then you take the Belt Parkway south to the Verizontal Bridge, and then over the Verizontal Bridge out through... Over Staten Island and out. That's the only option. That's not a truck option. And there's no way to get trucks that way. Okay. So yes. what if... And I'm just thinking out loud here, Tone.
1: That's what we do. What
0: if they figured out a way to just close the traffic to cars and only allow trucks to go through? And now, all right, so now it's a lot less, you're, you're dealing, with, you, you, you don't have to have as big a roadway. You don't have to do as much work when you're trying to you know, uh, rebuild something. You could probably use the roads that are already there and just have trucks coming through you know, and you make sure cars can't get through and of course you let them know on their Waze app that there's no way for a car to get through that route without uh, without getting off the highway.
3: No, I, I think I, I think we're losing sight of the fact that in talking about um, how you can best reconstruct this highway, that it's not just this situation right. or that situation. Right. you know, Martha brought up the fact that there are traffic management approaches that are I think difficult that are challenging the city has said that it's tried to address some of these but it's not within its control but i think you know the circumstances have now changed Uh, the project is going to start within a couple of years Um, that always adds a, a a layer of kind of pressure and focus that didn't exist before this idea of using every conceivable means to lessen the traffic volume on the BQE is going to make any type of other option that's used much more uh, feasible, mm-hmm. uh, much less d- impact not only on Brooklyn Heights but on other communities and potentially even cost less. Mm. I, th- I think that you know the BHA's approach is we're looking at, kind of two sets of options here, traffic management and how can we build this project in a different fashion. And both of these, I think, have to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: listen, let's open up the phone lines. If anyone wants to call in, now's the yes, time. Yes, we will
3: not drop it.
0: Yeah, the phone's been ringing. We've had to, like, deal with that. If, if we get some phone calls, we'll uh, we'll take them now. Uh, and, again, we're talking about the uh, the prospect of... Basically, closing the Brooklyn Heights Promenade uh, in in a, in in an attempt to uh, fix the roadway below, turning the promenade into what would ostensibly be a six-lane highway, right up against uh, a lot of the residents on uh, Columbia Heights. I believe not Columbia Street. No, nope. that's further down. No, nope. the Heights. Uh, Columbia Heights, and and uh, and possibly other options for it. Possibly being moving said roadway over the berms along Brooklyn Bridge Park that the city now says it is going to examine and may have examined already for all we know. They said they looked at a lot of plans. That's correct, right?
1: Well, and that's the other, you know, to bring it back to Martha's point earlier, if they did, I think the public has a right to know what else was looked at and why it was tossed away. You know, just like we'd like to know why Judge Justice Carmen Victoria St. George decided to let the towers in pier six rise you know
0: while she was making a determination if they while should, while she
1: was hearing the case we just want to know what you know the people who we who were appointed by the people who we were elected why they made the decisions they made and I don't think that's an unreasonable re-
0: request no it's not
1: you know maybe they did think about closing it all at once Maybe they did think about keeping. Yeah, maybe drugs that was on one. Of the,
0: maybe that was one of the options. You know, who knows? They always have the do nothing option. But the do not, the do nothing option in this case means people will die. Yeah. Which well, exactly
1: there yes isn't one here. yeah yeah no <laughs> Which
0: I mean, we've we've made clear it's uh, dire we've made clear on numerous occasions there is no doubt in anyone's mind and let's be clear on that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that the the bqE triple candle leader has to be replaced right I mean we're all on the same page have right? you guys I think
3: everybody recognizes yes. that. yeah
1: have you guys encountered any any Brooklyn Heights residents who you know are are kind of like maybe in favor of the innovative approach and you know what what are they saying to you to kind of Buoy that, or you know.
2: Uh, I've heard from a couple of people who just say, "Well, we don't live there, so it's just a few. It's just a few people, so why not get it done two years faster?"
1: Mm-hmm. But these aren't people who live in the neighborhood.
2: They live in the neighborhood. They don't live on Columbia Heights. They don't Heights, live on Col- or, or on the streets at either end because uh, it's actually a little bit beyond Columbia Heights that will be affected right. by this new roadway because it's going to start rising at Atlantic Avenue. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it'll go past other buildings as well. to bring
0: to bring it all the way up, and. uh yeah. What about real estate values? Are people concerned? Is that something that's coming Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you know the heights. Uh, not. Not. It's not. It's not, uh, it's not inexpensive to live there. I would say that. Yep. No. I would. I would <laughs> it's seen an uptick in the past. I'd
2: say twenty-five yeah, to I've thirty years. Yeah, I've heard from real estate agents as well as uh, individual co-op and um, homeowners who uh-huh. say they basically will not be able to sell uh, if they need to uh, for another ten years or right. or however long the project takes. Right. Right. Because they
0: say it's going to take six years or. Who well, knows? and that Six would be the innovative yeah. approach, right? right, right. And they, they say. say, you know... And who knows how long... that, And, you know, move. we
1: were talking a little bit about, and uh, maybe the mics were hot, I don't remember, but, you know, they're also trying to build a new pool at the oh, yeah. you know yes. end of Columbia Heights in Squibb Park.
0: Now, they're saying that that would not be affected by this? I find that extremely hard they, to believe.
3: That's what they allege, but... I've brought this question up with... Um, with um, Eric Landau, who uh, right. you know, oversees the operations of the park. And uh, I put that question to him because I c- can't imagine how you can either build the pool while the highway is being reconstructed or alternatively build it earlier and then have people want to use the pool when the highway is well, being reconstructed. Right. And he has responded that it will take a lot of coordination with the city. Um I remain a uh, a a huge skeptic mm-hmm. that uh, this can happen.
0: What about the uh, the squib park bridge? That's always that that's been a little point of contention as well. I mean it's been open, it's been closed., uh, do you guys think that it's it um, that this is a like this has been put to me. It's just an example of people in the condos, people in the hotel not wanting to see people walk by. There are apartments uh, along this bridge, and that's the reason why it keeps getting closed. Is that something you guys have heard, or
2: we've definitely heard it? I I don't know if that's true. I don't know if the park corporation is pretending that square Bridge. I I think this particular uh, latest damage to it is real. Peter took. A look I at I was at on it, you
3: know, a um, tour a couple months ago with uh, Commissioner Trottenberg uh-huh. and with some officials from the park and with stakeholders in the area because we had concerns more generally about um, some of the problems that exist on Furman Street. The fact that there's no um, large enough area for for buses to lay over Mm -hmm. so that buses are parked all over the place, that there's no um, drop-off zone at uh, Hotel One so that people are Parked against a curb on Furman Street. It's a narrow two-lane street, which forces traffic into the opposing lane. So there's uh, pedestrian safety issues in terms of being able to cross Furman Street into the uh, into the park. And uh, it was on that walk that um, Eric Landau pointed out to me where the damage is mm-hmm. on the uh, on the Squib Bridge, mm-hmm. and it's it's clearly visible if you know where you're looking, and. It's deteriorating a, wood, well, or appa- apparently, um, the material that was used for much of the structure is called black locust. Right. It's, it's apparently a very dense, structurally stable you can soak wood. Soaked in
1: water for years and allegedly it should, never, it
3: should never fall apart. And, uh And yet, on the other hand, um, there you know these issues of its deterioration have now been been found. Uh, They brought engineers in to not only look at this one particular area, but to look at the entire bridge and found some other areas.
0: It's probably those marine borers. (laughs) I think it's those marine borers. They've probably found a way to to come out of the water and make their way Walk to the Squid the Park Bridge.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: That's
0: that they're could They're Evolving. Be it. That,
1: that must <laughs> be it. It could be. Right. So, soon they're going to have a taste for the towers. Just <laughs> to start You morning know, morning. It, it could
3: be in a billion years or so that they could be another um, intelligent species. Sure. They'll be, yeah. they'll be driving along That's how it along along the BQA that's that's <laughs> hey,
0: Our phone lines are up at 718-260-4502. Is that right, Eric? 4502? That's yep, it. 4502. Um, and again, we're talking, uh, with, uh, Martha Dietz from the Brooklyn Heights Association and Peter Bray, uh, all about lots of stuff going on in Brooklyn Heights, but most importantly, the, um, the reconstruction of the triple cantilever. Now, there's been also been a lot of talk through the years about a, a connection to Brooklyn Bridge Park from, uh, Montague Street. Where are you, where are you guys on that? Is that something you think, the old Penny Bridge, bring it back? Uh, is that something you guys are for, against, love, hate, somewhere in between?
2: We we haven't really reached a decision on that, and (laughs) sort of seems small. With it it seems like almost a minor issue now, considering what's what's happened. Um, DOT had said it it would consider in its plans some kind of access. We we didn't see that in what was presented, um, because that was mostly about what's going to happen during the construction. It wasn't really what it was going to look like at the end.
3: I think what we can uh, say without hesitation what we are for Mm -hmm. is for much safer uh, access to the park and that this issue of a new connection uh, within the center of the heights is something that we've come out and said um, DOT should look at it part of this project. We haven't endorsed that this happen. We want to have more facts. We want to... Uh, see what the impact would be, but um, th- all the means of the public to access a park have some really serious issues mm-hmm. in terms of pedestrian safety. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether you're talking about Atlantic Avenue or you're talking about Old Fulton Street. These are areas in which the pedestrian is kind of lost in a sea of Roadway and asphalt And
2: turns, and, and uh, lights
3: you have and to mm-hmm. look. You have to have eyes in the back of your head mm-hmm. in order to uh, cross safely into the park. No, Atlantic so Avenue. The, the base demoing. of
0: Atlantic Avenue has, you know, is very very. That's a scary approach. Yeah, it is. When you just you see people walking with with strollers and stuff like that trying to get to the park, and it's
1: yeah, it's it's you know. It's Very dangerous.
0: And it seemed like to me the uh, the safest way to get into the park was through that Squibb Park Bridge, but apparently the marine borers have had their way (laughs) with it. So it's not as safe as it looks.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, we do know that DOT is very cognizant of these issues of pedestrian access to the park, and that when this has come up in discussion, they've said, you know, this isn't a short-term solution. This is a longer-term solution and has to be looked at and addressed. When the BQE is reconstructed, so mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm reasonably certain that, um, however the highway gets built, that there's going to be um, a lot of attention paid to to this particular issue. Point yeah.
2: Yes,
1: and you can't count out the safe approach that is um, taking a New York City ferry to. Um, I guess it drops you off on the Dumbo end of the park, but that's a relatively safe way of getting
3: and, and on to uh, the
1: waterfront. Pure oh waterfront. yeah, and and six. yeah, and, six. and Pier Six, the the six. Yeah. Right. Pier six. Yeah. We took a we took a ride recently, and I don't think either of us knew that there was that stop at Pier Six. Remember when we? Well, were on the ferry? Uh, we
0: I kind of knew it was there, but it was the first time I made the the approach to Brooklyn over there, and it was mm. certainly a very interesting view. And a safe, relatively and, safe way oh yeah, of if you're getting taking, there if you're taking the ferry. Yeah, totally. But uh, and it really. Proves when you're coming in that way from down at the bottom of Atlantic Avenue, you see why the Heights is the Heights. Like yes. Yes. you see everything yes. is, really is, see is up high there and in, the, in the building. I remember seeing that view from inside Long Island College Hospital when it was open, and looking up and seeing you know the Court Street buildings and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a very it's, it was a very interesting view uh, that you don't really get to see. Even when you're down in Brooklyn Bridge, like you know, when you're coming in from the water, it just looks uh, looks a lot different. And yeah. even though I've taken the you Staten mean, Island Ferry, point. you know, all you know, all, all my life, you don't see that view from up close, right near the water, and looking up into into the heights. It's really, it's actually a very very nice view. Um, yeah, it was so, great. So Brooklyn Bridge Park's been around now. How many years has the park been open? Jeez.
2: I think yeah. the first section was opened in '08.
0: So yeah. we're going, we're going on, we're going on. It's
2: been, a, it's been a while. decade. We're yeah. going
0: on, yeah, we're going on mm-hmm. ten years. And we know that it was a long-fought battle to get the park built, mm-hmm. and we know that the Heights Association played a major role in that. And you know what was going to go there from the very beginning. We know all about the. Uh, I feel like Mike Francesa. We know that. We know that. We know, that. We know all about the. Uh, you know, there wasn't going to be condos in it, but then there were going to be apartments, as I think the Brooklyn Paper put it in a headline one time. Apartments. Apartments. Yes. Um, that was my headline, by the way. Oh. That's <laughs> a good one. Um,
3: that ranks up there with Ford to City dropped it. <laughs> good.
0: Um, I'm glad I could be in, in, be in the same breath as, as Ford to City dropped it. But, yeah. um, but like, so overall, how, how, is, is Brooklyn Bridge Park a good neighbor to Brooklyn Heights?
2: I think it's a great amenity. Uh, if you ask probably a majority of Heights residents, they enjoy uh, using it. Uh-huh. walking their dogs, walking down there, playing soccer. My, my youngest son plays in, in a soccer league there. Um, so it's it's definitely an amenity mm-hmm. um, in many ways.
3: I, I think that at the DOT meeting the other night that this issue of trust was um, spoken out loud at the meeting, but I also think it's an um, undercurrent that exists in every interaction between the community and I mean every community in New York City and its city government Um, and I think that that issue of trust which was broken between the Park Corporation and uh, Brooklyn Heights is something that's going to take many many years for that wound to heal over so that's Talking about an elephant in the room, <laughs> I think that's an elephant that exists in every conversation that takes place uh, with the park. Uh, whether the current leadership was responsible for that or not, it's something that is indelibly etched in the minds of many residents many. of Brooklyn Heights.
0: Trust is the most important thing in a relationship, Tony. Yeah,
3: and it's hard to build and it back once you've lost mm-hmm. it. Yes. And, and right. communication.
0: Well, communication plays honest, a major role communication. in, in, right. in right. Yeah. It plays a major role in trust. I mean, you need to communicate in order to have trust. If you're not communicating, how can you possibly trust each other?
1: All right. That is a very profound question that maybe we answer on our next episode. Is that too too deep for Brooklyn Paper Radio? I I don't don't think so.
0: Well, I think we're just about out of time, are we not? I'm looking at my I'm looking at my producer. Yeah, he's giving me Mm -hmm. the the red light and the thumbs up. So again, I want to thank our guests. From the Brooklyn Heights Association, yes. uh Martha Dietz and Peter Bray. Uh I wanna thank Tony. I wanna I'm waiting for him to bring the music up. This is my favorite part of the show. It's like there's interaction going on here that nobody knows. But wait, about. wait.
1: We've gotta give them the last word before we fade out.
0: Well, right, you gotta lower the radio. Bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring do it down. Well we always do with our guests. Yeah, we haven't we have done it in a while. <laughs> you can kill the music uh we if, if you if we missed anything if there's anything you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about we wanted to give you that opportunity to uh say that and uh, and then we'll close it out
2: i just want to say thank you for spending time on this issue because it is a, it's a huge issue um and it's going to involve a lot of work to hopefully get the city to be a little more accommodating okay. <laughs> to our neighborhood
3: i'm going to throw out the word accountable I think we've talked about trust and communication. I think accountability is key here. Uh, DOT has said on any number of occasions that they genuinely want to engage with the community, and we're going to hold them accountable, and we're going to hold the mayor accountable, too. Okay.
0: He is their boss. There you go. That's right. All right. So with that, I want to thank Tony. (laughs) I want to thank Martha. (laughs) I want to thank Peter. I want to let you all know that we will be back next week. There will not be another three-week hiatus. No, we're back. And we will see you then on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Goodbye.